Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Thank you for listening to Spin, the rally pod, brought to you by Dirtfish Rally School. For your chance to experience life behind the wheel of a rally car, head to drive.dirtfish.com to find the course that's right for you. What are you waiting for? We're right here waiting for you. Hello and welcome back to Spin the Rally Pod, a podcast that covers all things rallying and brought to you by Dirtfish. I'm Lisa O'Sullivan and ready for a post-Monte Carlo debrief, I have three amigos lined up and ready to chat. David Evans, I can't remember what your title is. (laughs) Nor can I. It must have changed and you've probably had a massive pay rise. (laughs) It is a new year after all. No, I, I think we should move on, Lisa. It's jolly early this morning, uh, and job titles are really not necessary. Colin, stop giggling in the okay. background. Sorry. So David Evans of Dirtfish there, the voice of rally, Colin Clark in the background. Also, former motorsport team boss, George Donaldson. What a fantastic array of talent we have for you on the podcast this week. Hey, great. Good morning, team. Lisa, can we just say welcome back to you as well? It's been like eternity. You've been all around the world a million times. Yeah, I've been I've been sitting sitting on the sidelines listening to you guys on various flights and keeping up with my rallying input via the podcast. So yeah, thanks for keeping things ticking over. It's been it's been interesting to sit at the other end and listen and and enjoy other people herding the cats <laughs> in the podcast as as it often can be. Um, big changes since I've been away, <laughs> and I'm really looking forward to you all explaining the points system to me on a Sunday now. Oh. But we will talk about Monte Carlo first. We, let's just have a little recap. It does feel like it's been a little while ago, but it hasn't. Thierry Nouvelle picking up his first win of the season. Sebastian Augier, an emotional second. Elvin Evans coming home third. Wait, Tanak fourth, and we had Adrian Formo in fifth. Takamoto Katsuta finishing in sixth place, even though... On the road, he was behind Andreas Mikkelsen. Nicholas Greisen, eighth. Then we've got Pepe Lopez, ninth. Johan Roussel in tenth. But we're going to go through all of that. Uh, and, of course, Gregoire Munster picking up the uh, 11th place and the final point of the rally. So those are the names. But that just doesn't uh, tell half of what actually happened in Monte Carlo. The dust has settled. <laughs> Um, I think perhaps what we need to do is start with a general overview. Colin, David, both of you were there. How did this Monte Carlo stack up on the the schedule of Monte Carlos? It's, it, I mean, we always get giddy for it. Was it worth it getting giddy? Do you know what I think it was? I, I think there was um, you know, a little bit of apprehension before the event. Lisa, there was there was a lack of snow around, a lack of really any sort of you know gnarly kind of weather in the forecast and and you're on eight rally one cars and it was like well how's this going to stack up how is this going to work out and you know we were treated to a, a fantastic battle at the front you know initially elvin evans was there um being pursued by neuville and ogier and we enjoyed that neuville ogier battle right through until the final stage so um you know we met up with our good friend and if you listened to last week's podcast andrea damo afterwards and he said look monte carlo is littered with stories of, of just two drivers dominating the event and the others being nowhere. And and I th- I think it was I think it was a good event. I think, you know, the route was 
was entertaining. We were based in Gap, had plenty of good stages. We had a wonderful fight as well in the Rally 2 category. So I have to say, you know, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really, really entertaining. We had just enough ice, particularly on the opening stages of each day, um, to make things a little bit interesting out there. And it it was a good start to the season. It, it really was. And it's given us a, a good flavour, I think, of what we could expect for the rest of the year, David. Yeah, I'd agree with all of that, Col. I think we did kind of step into it with a little bit of trepidation for, for exactly the, the reasons that you've just said there. But the the battle and the, the whole thing just developed, didn't it? From from Thursday night onwards, Elvin was away, 15 seconds clear. Uh, and then everybody chased him down on, on the Friday. And then it just developed that incredible battle between Thierry and, and Sebastian. <laughs> I mean, we've seen some exceptional battles between those two. Um, and Thierry reckoned that he'd he'd lost one to, to Augier by less than two seconds and he'd won one from Augier by less than two seconds. It wasn't probably quite to that extent. Uh, he always got the feeling, even through that one stage where Augier moved into the lead on, on Saturday afternoon, he always kind of got the feeling that Thierry had just about enough. Mm. Um, and for me, it was all about Thierry. Uh, at the end of the event, you know, he said, uh, we're the boss here. Uh, and it was very, very hard to argue with that. It was that kind of consummate performance that you've been waiting for Hyundai to, to show. Um, Thursday night, anything but when they'd got those engine mapping issues and the cars were running on and they were all having issues, you kind of looked at it and thought, oh my goodness, you know, we're going down this road again, you know, kind of craziness from, from Hyundai. But they sorted that problem out and even by his own admission, Neville was running with a with a transmission setup, which didn't give him the right feeling on, with the car on, on the brakes and stuff. But he just came through all of that and drove tremendously well. Um, and I think looking further back in, in, in Hyundai, you know, I think you look at, at Mickelson and, and again, the first half of the event was a tricky one for him. But he developed, he's found his feet um, and, and got more and more comfortable with the car. Uh, and for sure, you would say exactly the same about Oit Tanak, um, who, for me, Tanak drove a very sensible, mature event. Let's not forget he's had a whole bunch of problems on Montes recently, um, and he wanted to to come away from there with with points. He did that. It was it was good for him. Um, just, You're going through the whole yeah. the whole analysis <laughs> in one go here, David. Yeah, I was just realising Georgian because. Sorry, I was going to say, I want, I want to bring you in, George, because I've, I've, there's always going to be this this divide, and I think we, we kind of need to embrace this across the whole of the season. You, David, and Colin will largely be on events. George and I will not be. And it's very important to remember that those of us that don't go on event need to have um, a very immersive experience as we're following rally as well. And so, you know, we need to have the right pictures. We need to have the right information coming back this way as well. George, did you feel that you were immersed in Monte Carlo tucked up in Scotland? Yes, yes, I did actually. It, it was it was very good. Following, of course, Dirt Fresh Live. I need I need three devices. I've got Dirt Fresh Live, and then I've got the live TV feed, and then I want EWRC results. You know, and and and, and I don't like to flip between the pages because it, for some reason I always seem to end up back at the the start page. I never quite managed to flip between them if I if I wait any time between them. So that's a little bit interesting. I'm sure our listeners have the uh, the same experience. Actually, yeah, get in touch at dirtfish.com to tell us your, your best rally But I loved it. System. Uh, uh, basically, what I, I crave, David and Colin, is 
is the little video comments that you make, uh, you know, the two or three minute videos. Actually, if you could just run a live feed the entire time you're out, I would be in the car with you the whole time. So oh, I you want, don't want, I want to be, George, I tell I you. Trust no, me, no, 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 no. There's where you're completely wrong. So, I mean, I know we were always arguing at the moment, so saying, but you know, genuinely, I genuinely want to be with you in the car. And, and I'd encounter all that nonsense, everything. You know, that is, a, I'm talking about a full... Uh, Radio feel, service, um, the, the full radio <laughs> service, uh, but in the car having having all the nonsense. You, you stop and you you make a wee video telling us and having a laugh and telling us about it. Take me there, take take me that last step because we're we're ninety nine percent of the way there. I'll go the last little bit. Right, takeaways from this fabulous event. So first of all, Monte Carlo, no snow in it. Yeah, on the face of it, as you lead into it, you're thinking this is going to be, you know, there'll, there'll be something, a, a trend will set and it's going to be a bit of a dull event. Well, it was far from that. It was absolutely far from that. Obviously, there was an advantage to first on the road. That's a given. Uh, Elf and Evans managed to capitalise a little bit on that. Nothing like enough, it turns out. Um, but we can go into his performance in a little bit more detail. Um, for me, one of the big, the big uh, winners... For, for the rally, we've obviously got you know Seb Oji, a great performance and under some emotional stress. Uh, Hyundai, honestly, it looked like a little bit of a catastrophe right at the start there with all the engine ECU problems. Thierry not just a hundred percent happy with the car on on initially on Thursday night and what the settings maybe weren't right or he did make he did allude some comments to it. I think you can probably remember that, Colin uh, David. But but um, I, I I was despairing. I thought, oh my God, they've come out the box. I mean that that quite clearly was not the the engine mappings were not as tested. Has somebody gone in and just made a tiny wee change that they think didn't matter? And it has, you know, some engineers gone in and just done a tiny wee alteration, put something back to a previous setting, and it's not matched with something else they've done and given them this this uh, run-on problem, which quite clearly Thierry was also experiencing, and that's maybe what he was alluding to on 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 the Thursday night. So uh, they fixed that, and that's remarkable because that's a stressful start. Um, so it obviously, was a problem that a management-wise for the team. It's incredibly important to make this comment. So they had they had some issues. They pulled everything together. They identified it and they fixed it. That might not have been fixed for the whole event. It just it just could have been elusive. So that is the new technical operation from FX de Maison really starting to. I think that was the indication for me that that uh, there's a new technical operation in there. The fact that they could address that simply and easily and no fuss, and it was done. And that. I think did it rear its head a little bit later with with Oit Tanak again? It never it, never it went away according to Oit, did yeah, it? Yeah, really? exactly. Did it not? Yeah. Okay, well, then I'm then I'm slightly. Can, wrong. can I ask a quick question, George? I've I've I've, I've raised my hand. I've, I've found the raise. For, for, it's only taken me ten years. It's ten, ten years to find the raise my hand button. I'm quite enjoying it, but I seem to get ignored every time I raise my hand in, in Skype. But but that's okay. That's okay. I'm used to that. Uh, listen, uh, David and George, um, this all talk about engine mappings. I thought engine mappings were homologated and you had a choice of engine mappings you had to make pre-event. Uh, and then you couldn't... So, so, but but uh, is there some leeway there to, to, to play with them a little bit? There, there will be leeway because so, so, they have to alter things uh, stage by stage to make sure right. that they... Well, no, I think they pre-program all the, um, all the, the, the 
the hybrid boost settings for each stage. Right. But no, I, I, uh, and whilst certainly uh, FIA have a copy of everything, um, there's so much goes on there that, uh, well, to be honest, I'm just not absolutely sure how how limited they are, but they're quite good. I think they're totally five limited. maps. That's That's a, yeah. Five yeah. maps, yeah. yeah. So, there um, you go. I mean, it might, it might have, it might have been one of these situations where it wasn't the mapping; it was something physical well, in the car that was causing the problem. And I've, I've read some comments that actually, you got me a little bit worried. I probably shouldn't worry this early in the season. Uh, some comments that were attributed to a bitable saying, "Well, we're not sure it was the mapping. Um, it might have been something more to do with Oit's driving style," and and that worries me because that was the issue last year with M Sport, wasn't it? Trying to adapt the car. Or its driving style, and clearly there has to be some of that as the season goes on. But to have an issue like that so early um, and, and say, well, it might not have been down to the mapping, it might have been down to driving style, for me was was a little bit of a red flag and, all, and, and it, it got me a touch wide. Maybe we shouldn't be, though. That, well, that's super interesting to me. You know, maybe maybe I can have another miserable year and then, and then go back to Toyota <laughs> somehow, you know? I said, don't, don't, the whole lot. I don't but, think he wants that. No, but let's just enjoy let's him. Let's not give him that. Let's enjoy him just now because I have to say, fair play to Oit Tanak. He was a total delight this last week in Monte Carlo, and he was clearly making an effort. Clearly making an effort to be a little less grumpy. Fair play to him. Yep. We, well, I think you were as well, Cole. Just to, to give you a bit <laughs> of credit. Thanks, David. I always do. I, I feel miserably at times, but I always do try. After two weeks in a tent, you were you were considerably <laughs> less grumpy than I was expecting. <laughs> Yeah, I got a bit of sleep in the tent. It was fine, thank you. The event was far from boring, far from dull. It was super interesting and, and gave us drama from start to finish. Obviously, Elfin did a fantastic start, but not fantastic enough. Uh, we know his, his modus operandi, the way he works, is he will measure the risk very, very carefully and very, very specifically. He's He's... Very, very good at doing that. And I think he drove an intelligent Monte Carlo playing the long game. And that may pay at the end of the year, but it didn't pay on Monte Carlo. That plus a few technical problems. Um, I think, uh, honestly speaking, even without the technical problems, it looked like th uh, third was his place. But but let's we are taking away from him the uh, the ability to have answered that, which he may have he may have chosen to do because he can lift his pace when he wants to. It's just that he chose not to in Monte. Coupled with the technical problem, it was the smart choice. So very, very intelligent driving from, from Elvin, given everything that happened and our knowledge that he is slightly more risk-averse than Thierry and, and Seb and, in fact, Ott. So really great event from him, I think. But, uh, of course, I'm, I'm taking away from uh, Thierry. He was absolutely on the crest. He, was on, he, wasn't in the, he wasn't in the wave, was he? He wasn't in the curl. He was out there on the crest, riding that crest just before it falls, and he was right on the ragged edge, but it was easy for him. He could just dance the car there. And, I mean, that was self-evident, so we don't really need to say that, but uh, I'm delighted for him, as I'm sure uh, pretty well everyone is. Uh, I think most people, there's not a lot about Terry to dislike, uh, uh, apart from his the odd comment he makes that's a bit detrimental to rallying. So I don't see anybody not liking him, but I'm so happy for him that uh, that he managed to really uh, hammer that one home. A, a big statement at the beginning of the year. Oit, well, we had those problems uh, with the... With the uh, 
the anti-lag, it seems, some throttle response. But Thierry also had that, and presumably uh, Andreas had it as well. So that was really, really worrying for the team. Right from the get-go, they've got a technical problem. Uh, that will have been that will not have happened during the test. That happened between the testing and the rally. Now that means that someone's actually mucked about with something on the car, some settings. Uh, quite concerning. That all sounds very sinister, it does really, that, George. It does. It's not sinister. It's it's, it's actually well-meaning. It's I've seen it happening before. Somebody, somebody coming from Toyota in the nineties. That's a bit of glass <laughs> yeah, house there, yeah, George. Yeah, yeah. Sorry to say. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have to say, rarely, rarely have I heard such uncaring and hurtful comments this early on a Sunday morning. So, so the the, the thump Monday. you're about here's a mic drop, and I'm out the house. <laughs> no, as as most of our listeners know, it's very difficult to actually offend me. So I'm not offended in any way, David. But that's maybe a fair comment. The uh, no, but what was so rewarding from Hyundai's point of view was that they 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 seemed to address that problem. Uh, and more or less fix it. I believe Ott had the problem ongoing, but I know Colin has shared with me that uh, Cyril Lebitable made a comment that might be Ott's driving style. Now, what, what, what's your thoughts on that, Colin? Well, I, I, it just worries me a touch. It just just worries me a touch that something that that seems so um, not mechanical, but down to the car. Lebitable um, saying, "Well, no, maybe it wasn't us. Maybe it was more Ott." And, you know, what we saw last year is we saw Oit really struggling to, you know, to work with M Sport to try and find a car that he felt comfortable with that they could give him, you know, within the regulations. And, and, and you know, I'm, I'm not for one second suggesting after one rally we should be, you know, um, making forecasts about the year. But, you know, you would hope, you would hope that if there is an issue with your driving style that, that Oit can adapt that quickly yeah. uh, before well, the next event. And, and they have said they'll give him a car for the next event that is more suited to his driving style. That's that's super interesting and absolutely terrifying from Oit's point of view. So Oit was driving a winning car, the, the Ford Puma last year, and was totally unhappy with it, even though he was winning events occasionally. Uh, and now he's moved to Hyundai, and he's, he did actually seem very happy during the event, but now we've even got the team saying, well, we're maybe not giving him the car he wants and, and he has to adapt. I suppose his next stop next year is uh, he'll win a couple of events this year, not have the year, not be happy with the car, and he'll try Toyota next year. <laughs> that's it. That's a tough one. I, I, I don't remember too much about the the comments about the car call, um, I, I, but you're right. It did. It was a. It was an issue with with Oit that it kind of stuck with him throughout the event, whereas the other two were fixed. Um, the interesting one for me was Mickelson, who was super happy in the in the Hyundai, and by his own admission, the last time he was in a um, an I twenty World Rally car, he pretty much couldn't drive it on nope. tarmac, could he? It was nope. it it was that bad. Um, so I think they've taken a good step. Like you say, it is a concern if there is some some issues with the fundamental handling uh, of the car. But equally, George, we know very very well that. Monty is so specific, yes, it is. isn't it? It's it tarmac is, round, yeah. but it's a soft car, yeah. and and so you know we really can't. I mean, the cars, the look cars would be a this. little bit firmer than they would have been if it, unless if it'd been snowy and and more ice. Uh, but yeah, it was it is, yeah. and, and you know we always say that you know you forgive people anything that happens on Monte Carlo, you forgive them because uh, it's it is just so specific. 
it's uh, shock, shockingly so. So mm. we'd forgive him that. But look, I mean, uh, on on the on the basis that Oit was pretty happy, um, I'm sure he's going to go out in Sweden and uh, and do something quite special. Um, and he's in a great road position for Sweden. Um, although I'm not quite sure what the weather's been doing. I've not looked the, uh, well, over the we'll weekend. We'll come on to Sweden in a bit. We'll come on to Sweden with a bit. So, before, we, before we move on to that, yeah, let's, let's got, kind well, of finish wrapping up your I've got Monty. Finish. I've barely started, Lisa. Well, I've I know. Started. So, 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 put right, Sweden so in the bin we've, for now. We've been, we've, so we've been through the first four there. Adrian Formo, I thought he drove an absolutely fantastic event. Flashes of, of speed, but he, he drove... I think, think it would be fair to say that was the first time we've seen that level of control and discipline from Adrian. And it's a super important thing to, to drive and understand. He needs another couple of events like that, where he drives in that controlled fashion before he starts to let himself go and measure and just basically rocket backwards and forwards between the ultimate performance and that survival. Um, and and we'll see him growing and growing. So that was a, definitely a growth event for for Adrian, that was brilliant. Adrian, uh, sorry, Andreas Mikkelsen, of course, um, a pretty decent event. I'll, 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 I'll give him uh, any amount of praise for this event. Uh, the last time he drove a Hyundai, as you've already pointed out, he he had a he had a miserable year. It cost him his career. However, on the last, I think the last two events, he did start to perform a little bit better. And I think one of those events was Spain, so it was on asphalt. Um, so that, I'm sure I'm sure someone will correct me if I'm wrong, but he did actually start to make a pace. I do recall that. And Katsuta, Mr. Takamoto, um, a fabulous event for him. A great deal of growth and learning. Um, you've got to remember that he. I mean, what's he got? Six years experience. Is he at six years? Total rally experience. Mm. Oh, more than that for Taka, I'd say, but probably... But, but Taka was a race driver, wasn't he? He wasn't rally. He, he was. Was he rally? What, what I you... thought he was no, race. No, no, he was. He, was, he, was, he raced Formula 3 and, and what yeah. have you, didn't he? So he was um, a race driver. But, so, I mean, what, what year was that win in WRC 2 or Rally 2, Carl? Or whatever it was. 2019, I think it was, wasn't it? 2018? 18 or... I think it was... I was going to say 17 or 18. They started quite... Stand by. Yeah, Fortunately, right, right. there's a... 17 or 18. Yeah. There's a, there's a good results site that we can dig into. Uh, there is. There right is. Now. I'm in it right uh, now. So, anyhow, the, the point is that, once again, he's shown pace. Uh, he, he, he made a mistake. It wasn't much of a mistake. Um, so, again, it was a typical Monte Carlo mistake. Exactly the same as Oit made. A little... Slightly more severe. Not quite as survivable. And who else was it? 2018. Was it, was it Just, t- sorry, 20, uh, 2018. You're quite right. Yeah. So Thanks, was it, was it, So that's really only five years, really. Well, that's not six, mm. really. But anyhow, the um, uh, uh, was it was it um, Thierry that touched the snowbank and kept going. There was a driver touched the snowbank and kept going. Then Ott went in, stopped for a minute, and then of course uh, Katsuta went in for for quite a while. Um, so we'll, we'll forgive him that small mistake, but otherwise he drove an intelligent event. Um, and, and again, I think he absolutely grew. And then you drop down into uh, WRC2. Uh, and, and that was, so, sorry, I, 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 I'm, I'm doing, uh, I'm doing uh, uh, the other Ford driver, what was his name? Um, what's his name? Munster. Munster. Gregoire Munster. Munster. I beg your pardon, Gregoire. Um, I think he had a pretty good event as well. Sensible, but a little bit unlucky. Um, and again, just typical Monte Carlo type errors to my mind. And, and 
you know, some some issues here and there. So, yeah, I would give him that. But but for me, that the, there's a shining light on Adrian Formal. I I think there's a, a, a again very very positive signs that Katsuta Takamoto is doing absolutely the right thing and doing a great job. Um, and uh, I think Elvin drove an interesting, intelligent rally. Thierry, obviously, on a natural high. I mean, dangerous, dangerous, dangerous. You know, will he go out and win the next four events? That's the sort of mood he was in. Uh, but we know that's difficult to take from one event to the next. But but the, by the way, we've never seen Thierry just quite like that. That was an exceptional circumstance where you, you get a driver in that special place. So, yeah, so that's a roundup of those top guys, the, 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 the exceptional performances for me. Um, Adrian, I, I put, if, if I had to put it in order, I'd put Adrian Formal <coughs> uh, and uh, Katsuta. They, I think they took the most out of the event, if you like, for themselves in terms of personal growth. Obviously, they've got more growth to make than the next. Elfin, disappointing, but he did have technical <coughs> issues, but he did the right thing. He's, we know he's got a strong survival instinct and he's slightly more risk averse than, than uh, the other three guys at the top. Uh, but that may pay dividends throughout the year. But we'll wait and see. The the, the champion at the end of the year will uh, will tell us uh, if that strategy was good or bad. Um, and Andreas Mikkelsen, I think, did a fair job of getting back in too early to say much. Obviously, he was under a lot of pressure to 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 bring in what he could, and he did. You know, I think that was that was fine. But WRC two, that was fabulous. I mean, yeah, great three way battle there for the what a, points. What an absolute wonderful battle that was. Um, and all the way to the finish, and and then the the, the, the nail biter on the last stage, uh, so that was fabulous. Slightly disappointing for me was the performance of the Toyota uh, Rally Two, but again they maybe didn't have the driver line up for it. I thought we'd see better from Stefan Lefebvre. Um, uh, he was the one, George, wasn't he? He was the one that was yeah. going to Lefebvre has been exceptional on tarmac the last couple of years in Rally yeah. Two cars. Yeah. Um, and he was the one that was going to show us what it was capable of. And, and you know, I kind of got the sense that he was a little bit frustrated. Oh, well, you could he, he see how well that, he actually said Well, it, yeah, probably. you could yeah. see how well the Citroen was going. And he put a lot of effort into developing that Citroen. Um, but, you know, he said some very positive things about that car. So, so you know, I think, I think the fact that there didn't really seem to be any big and reoccurring technical issues with it. And we've that seen was... that with many Rally 2 cars that have been introduced recently. You know, they, they, they have a common area where maybe it lets the car down and they have to work through that and it takes a few rallies to work through that mm -hmm. there wasn't there wasn't anything that, that, that absolutely jumped out at you and he said Woof, they've stuffed up with that so no he, no, no. he seemed he, he, he seemed frustrated but but also reasonably optimistic i guess yeah yeah but and of course you got jan solens also I, ex ex I honestly expected better better from him too i think he maybe, yeah, he maybe I... had some issues actually i think he was maybe off the road for a while no, no, no. I, I thought exactly the same. Uh, they expected a bit more from him on, on what was largely a sort of dry tarmac event. But yeah, yeah. The, obviously, the the other one was Sammy Payari. Um, yeah, who, very good. Yeah, it was good. I, I think yeah. we need to, again, not be, not be too quick because then you look at um, Lapland over the weekend uh, and the, the car was super quick with Mika, Mika Hekela finishing second overall um, and winning rally two on the snow. So I think that let's have a, let's have a look back at, um, at that Toyota, maybe after three or four rounds. 
Well, that's brilliant, George. So I think you've managed to kind of um, go through each and every one. What we do need to talk on, because it did affect the um, the final standings effectively, is Super Sunday. Let's go with first rally of the season. Did Super Sunday work? It made no difference to me. I didn't get excited by the points on the Sunday. I was captivated by the battle at the front in both WRC and WRC2. Uh, you know, for me, it, it, I, I barely paid it any attention at all. Any attention at all. Um, that's yeah. not to say that I'm I'm happy with the system because I'm not. Um, you know, our colleague Alistair wrote a really good article saying it's been missold. You know, it's easy to understand, and he's absolutely right. It's very very straightforward to understand. Um, whether it's been missold or not, I, I don't know. But uh, no, t to me, it made absolutely no difference. I, I don't know about you, David and George, but I just just didn't think about the Sunday points because there was so much else going on. When it was, there was one thing going on, Cole. There was well, a fight. Well, well and, the and, fight, yeah. yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and this is the In point. Both it, has, it has the potential to make a difference. If there'd been 30 or 40 seconds between uh, Thierry and Augier, then yeah. you would have yeah. been pretty grateful. Because yeah, you yeah, would the have focus would have changed. Yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. and that's that's the point. I think that's quite literally the point. <laughs> I I think it is. It, for me, seven points is too much, particularly mm -hmm. when you look. It was three stages um, and potentially twelve points, which is exactly what Thierry took. Uh, and in this case, it it went to the right. Those points went to the right person. He was quickly the sorry. He was clearly the quickest guy across the weekend, so he deserved them. But you know, what if that had been? Uh, reasonably unlikely at the moment. If it had been Gregoire Munster, who had had an issue, taken his time, saved his tyres, and then come back and dominated and taken 12 points across Sunday. Is that a fair reflection? I don't know. I think we're getting, maybe we're getting too hung up on this. Um, and we need to just see it for what it is. It's a bit of showbiz, isn't it? It's a way of spicing up Sunday, which we will need at some isn't point. Isn't that what the, the, the power stage was supposed to do? So do we need both? Yeah. You would, yeah, we do fundamentally. Good, I think, no, that's a really good point. That's a it, really good point that I've not heard discussed. Do but we it need is, both? Yeah, that, I was just about to answer it, Cole, and, <laughs> and say yes, we do because at the minute we have so few cars that we're not going to have a battle on some Sundays. So therefore, we need people fighting on the first, second, third, and fourth stage on a yeah. Sunday, yeah. not saving their mm -hmm. tires through the first three and then going hell for leather on on the power stage. But, but this point is: Do we need the power stage? Do we need the power stage as well uh, as the seven points? Is uh, that is like that where is that what? I like it. It's good. But George, what's Sorry, the difference? When, when you've when you've got three stages, <laughs> Sunday uh, becomes just, the power stage. Yeah, it, what's it, the difference? It, 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 not a lot, but but it just adds even more to that, and it just keeps it really alive. I mean, obviously the TV want it for from their point of view for live TV. Yeah, what yeah. what they don't need is a podium in the middle of a stage and destroy a good stage like they did on Monte Carlo. <laughs> That's just shocking. Still shocking. Uh, that was shocking. Yeah. That was shocking. Shocking. <laughs> Sorry, I can. I didn't actually. Uh, here, Lisa's point, and apologies, Carl. I talked straight over the top of you in a jolly arrogant <laughs> manner, so apologies for that. No, I, no you're quite I, right. I, it's a, it, on you, which is why I should be apologising. <laughs> it's a really interesting point. You know, do we need? I think George has hit the nail on the head there. You know, the fact is, um, and the promoter absolutely laboured this point with me over the over Monte Carlo is power stage is essentially the crown jewels um, of the of the broadcasting suite. Uh, through the weekend 
to me, you know, they they absolutely maintain that it's still an appointment uh, viewing opportunity, and I'm sure it is. You know, around the world, there's still a lot of people of a certain age that yeah. watch TV at one o'clock on a Sunday or whatever. But my point with them is that yeah, okay, for now, let's take that. But actually. Collars, we've discussed our children appointment viewing on TV. Firstly, what's no. television? Yeah. Secondly, you know, what does that mean? Um, it's why do so, I have to watch it now? I can watch it later. I can watch it when I want yeah. to watch it. Yeah, it, that, that's exactly correct. that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think I think yeah. the the, the you, you've maybe hit the nail on the head that the promoter is investing a huge amount of time and money in a in in one stage and denuding the rest of the event because, quite frankly, I would like to see a little bit more coverage. Of the rest of the cars, whatever happened to the drone footage that was so good? That's disappeared altogether, uh, and that's a shame because that was brilliant. And I thought that was just about to—I thought that was about to herald in some new coverage. On 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 uh, on on Friday, unfortunately, I was I was I was up at—I had to go up to Aberdeen for a series of meetings and and uh, and work. So I didn't I didn't I wasn't able to watch the TV much. But as I drove, I listened. I had, I had the, the the channel on and I listened. And and uh, so it became it became a radio to me. Um, the uh, uh, on Saturday and Sunday I was working in the garage on on my daughter's rally car, and again I, it it was playing all day. I listened, you know, on and off, and and then you know, but every time I I walked across the workshop, I would nip nip to Dirtfish Live. I have to go and change my phone around and get the get the stories behind the stories and wait every time you guys put a video up I, I kept I jump in and capture the, the latest story from that so so for me yeah the investment in that last stage David is is uh, unnecessary and and uh, because you know nobody's sitting there at two o'clock or, or 11 o'clock on a Sunday morning to watch it uh, I will occasionally stay in bed to watch it if I've not got anything else to do. But these days, as I said, I've got a rally car and a garage that's always needing something done on it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, I'm down to listening uh, again, which is a shame. That would be quite a long lie-in, would it not? Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm capable is of that? that on occasion, David, actually. Can I tell you just on a slight tangent what I found myself doing at 8.30 yesterday morning in bed? Yes. No. Do no, we want no, to know? Family no, no, no. show. Can I, you, can I tell you? Can I tell you? And fair play to him. Fair play to him. Uh, Killian Duffy, our friend Killian Duffy, who's been around rallying for many years, did a lot, lot with Abdulaziz Al Khawari in the Middle East and various drivers, uh, particularly in in uh, the support categories. George, you'll remember Killian very, very well. Um, yeah. from way back. He, he, he is the most industrious of chaps. He's a bit of an entrepreneur, and you know he set up on the pace notes business, providing pace notes in what was, you'd have to say, quite a hostile environment. He managed to set that up, but he, he seems to have developed the specialism in, in stage-end live reporting on Facebook. And I tell you what, oh, hello, I'm not, I'm not in, George. It's not for me, I'm not in. Yeah, okay. um, and, and I just came across it when I was death-scrolling on Facebook yesterday morning at 8.30. I came across his coverage from Galway, and it was the most entertaining 25 minutes. I've watched of rallying, not a single rally car in action, but just that adrenaline, that buzz, that drama you get from stage ends, car after car after car. Um, and it was just great. It was just great fun to just watch and listen to. And, and I think, you know, I think sometimes we forget that there's, there's so many assets within the sport that are engaging, that are fun to watch and listen to. And we get slightly kind of brainwashed to go down one route. Um, with what we should be watching, with what we should be enjoying, with what how we should be consuming it. 
Yeah, we can pick and mix our own things. I'm, I'm just very aware of our, our, our timing six. We're going to lose oh, David very quickly. Oh, yes, sorry, David. Um, David, very excited about the return of the Women in Motorsports Summit back at the Mothership in Seattle. And we have always a fantastic panel of women talking about their experience of working in motorsport. David, we've got the greatest back again, Michelle Mouton returning to Seattle. This time, I'm not going to be there to help her make her waffles in the morning. She had a bit of a problem with the waffle iron um, on one of the days. So I like to think that I was her support crew for that. Um, but yeah, she, she's going to be back on the panel. Yeah. Just you were there, Lise, you know, last year, that the impact that somebody like Michelle had um, on on the five or six hundred people that, that turned up you know yeah. it, it was incredible it was just astonishing um, to hear her words as a competitor and as, as an ambassador uh, obviously the founding president of the Women and Motorsport Commission at the FIA she's genuine you know we we use the word legend far too often royalty um, yeah but she, she she really is that that word and it's tremendous to have her back it's obviously Josie Rimmer is is across all things um Dirtfish Women in Motorsport Summit and Women in Motorsport Month throughout March um and it was just fantastic news to get a message from Josie that that Michelle was coming back and yeah it It'll be great. It's Saturday, March the 2nd uh, in Snoqualmie. Obviously, you can watch it all on the live stream. Uh, there's, there's Michelle there. There's a whole raft of, of names that are starting to get rolled out across on the panel right now. But you can never have enough of, of these incredible people with incredible experience. And just her words of wisdom passing on to the next generation and just you know coming across with that absolute message of, of yes, you can. Um, and, and this space belongs to everybody. Uh, and George, you know, you, you've got your daughter, Samantha, is, is just starting out in this world. And, and you know how important it is that she's welcome, isn't she? You know, it, women in motorsport is what we need. Absolutely. And uh, she, she's uh, my daughter is particularly determined. So she, she must have seen uh, Michelle's, um, Michelle's movie about six times now. Uh, after after, after yeah. we drove a test event on Saturday, she did about uh, 30 or 40 miles of running on uh, quite sticky asphalt on not very sticky tyres, <laughs> which was brilliant. <laughs> it was actually it was actually absolutely perfect uh, because the car was dancing around all over the place and she was picking it up. Uh, but yeah. um, she, from those onboards that you sent us, she looked. I mean, nothing phased her, did it? There no, was some it did. Fairly she, big, Larry slides that she had. There. Yeah, she did. I mean, she had, she had one spin at seventy miles an hour, but I pushed her into that. That was slightly my fault, but I was I was pushing her into stuff because I, I knew the, the mistakes are non-damaging in that environment. Yeah, and you've got to be able to know what happens out at that point. So I pushed her into it. And the spinning a car at seventy miles an hour, going backwards, and and that was our, I think that was our second or maybe third spin, and I'd, I'd said to her, you know, when you spin, get the clutch down and and get the car into first gear before we've stopped. So we were just spinning to a stop, and I was just saying, well, clutch in and start the car. Oh, the engine's running, <laughs> and the clutch is up, and we're away again before you knew where. Well, before I'd even finished what my words, she had the clutch up and she was gone. But she has actually come back and said, Dad, I, I, I wasn't accelerating enough between corners. There was places where I, I just wasn't pushing it enough. 
I mean, and that's her first ever test in a rally car. She's Fantastic. done auto, all forwards auto tests, so she's particularly determined and very focused to to absolutely maximise everything. And it was a you fast place, David. We were doing 110 miles an hour on the long, wide, high G corners. Okay, they're not not anything to hit, but a spin at 110 miles an hour would be quite scary. She wasn't quite doing 110 when I did my demo. I managed right. to get it to 110 down there, but she was up at nearly 100 miles an hour, 150, 160 kph, on on tires that when you touched the brakes, if you weren't dead straight, the car swapped ends. And before anyone says, I did have the brake bias right smack in the middle. If I moved it any further forward basically the front just locked up and the car didn't slow down so it was in exactly the right place it was an absolute handful which is exactly what we wanted down to the tires you couldn't get any heat into the rear tires at all so it was a just a fantastic learning environment yeah brilliant and she had a great time so um uh, let's hope that we can uh, keep going and not 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 smash up any cars because that would be detrimental to her progress but uh, she well, seems pretty focused Samantha clearly either needs to come out to the summit or to to be watching the stream because uh, it's not just Michelle Mouton. You know, as I say, there's a yeah. whole there's there's a whole bunch of of women coming along that will have advice and how to to progress uh, as a as a woman in motorsport. It's so, very it's very so, important yeah. for women to share their experience of of how they have done what they've done, but also just the actual experience of this worked for me, this didn't work for me, um, this felt right, this felt wrong, and. I, I was quite happy to do that. I wasn't going to take that from somebody as well. And I think that's the real strength of the summit is lots of women sharing experiences. But it is for everybody. It's not just for women to go. It's it's men and women, dogs, mm. lots of fantastic dogs turn up at Snoqualmie for the... Um, for the summit as well so everybody is welcome at the mothership david very quickly before you disappear um lapland rally last weekend the arctic rally last weekend yeah it was um it was it's one of those events every year that you kind of look at there's 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 arctic lapland rally and there's galway rally and you always think oh why am i why am i sitting at home this weekend when there's two of the of planet earth's greatest rallies going on um on the same weekend lapland was it was a test event second round of the finnish championship it was a test event for toyota um and cali rovenpera kind of bossed the event uh he was pretty much a minute up on elvin evans uh when he had an, an engine it wasn't an engine problem uh it was a problem with an aspect of the car which impacted on the engine um, so to actually call it an engine problem would be would it, would be would be quite wrong. Was it the usual uh, snow, snow, the, the, the usual winter rally event of a blocked radiator and he, he cooked it? No, I don't. I don't think it was. Yeah. Uh, and and I'm not really at liberty or or even empowered enough to 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 um, to comment to surmise what it might be. Uh, but it, yeah, it, basically he stopped with <laughs> with a couple of kilometers to go in in the final stage. Cali was 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 retired. Um, but it didn't matter, you know. You talk to them. Thanks to Hans de Bout, Toyota's fabulous PR man, who supplied us with no end of content across the weekend. Um, always delivered with a smile, uh, as is the way with big hands. Um, and yeah, you could just see it was quite marked the difference. Calais couldn't stop smiling. Uh, just absolutely loved his time in the car in what were some pretty stunning conditions. Certainly, the first stage Friday morning was everybody said it was one of the best stages in the best conditions beautiful sunshine minus whatever pure ice loads of snowbanks 
uh, it's exactly what winter rallying is all about. Um, but as much as Calais found his feet and found a speed in the car, Elvin still struggled a little bit, uh, and he's still got some work to do. They stay in Finland this week. Uh, they have their, their day of testing um, at Toyota's permanent test site in the vascular. Um, and then it's on to, obviously, to, to Sweden next week. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. There was a degree of negativity around Elvin um, that he couldn't find the comfort and the, the, the working window. He kept talking about the, the window, needing to get the car into the window. Um, and I think, you know, he's also a little bit on the back foot because he knows... Uh, that he's going to be in potentially the second worst place on the road, uh, particularly if we get some heavy snow in the in the run up to to Rally Sweden in Umeå. Um, so yeah, it, great for Cali, tough one for Alvin. Uh, as I said, great result for Mika Hekela, Yari Mati, who was obviously in the Toyota GR Yaris Rally too. Yari Mati Latvala out in his in his Celica ST185. Uh, I think had a bit of a problem towards the end, but just loved it as usual. Came out with a big beaming how many, smile. How many Celicas has Jerry Matty got? Because he's got a one six five, and this was a one eight five. It was out in. I presume he's not got. I he's think not got he, the, the the pig that was the two o five. No, I think he has, George. Oh God, I think he has. Actually, it was, um, a, it was a lovely car. Actually, and when it was converted properly, it was actually a great rally car. And a legal car when it was converted properly. I've got visions David, now of Yerry Massey going David, to his garage just... storage and kind of flicking the light on and the lights just opening and going further and further back into the distance yeah. as you see car after car being lit up. Yeah. No, he's 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 certainly got a bunch and I think you know, we can't uh we can't go by without just mentioning as well. Um, Hikaru Kagure and uh, Yuki Yamamoto, mm-hmm. uh, the two Generation 2 Challenge program drivers from Toyota, uh, who finished ninth and 10th, yeah. um, and, but were separated by 1.7 seconds after, mm-hmm. uh, well, I can't remember, it was 100 and something miles of competition. That's great. And it just demonstrates that the, the next generation of Japanese drivers are coming. Uh, so Taka, you know, you better get on it and be, you better be winning rallies and <laughs> looking at championships because the boys are uh, snapping at your heels. Also great to see Nicholas Gronholm uh, with your mate, Colin. Tommy, Tommy Tolman. Yeah, yeah, yeah she told me back out. And it was a bit of an old co-driver's reunion because I think Mika Antler was out as well. Yep, he was. He? Yeah, he was. Yeah. So, no, it was, a, it was a great event. And obviously snow is uppermost in everybody's thoughts uh, as we look towards snowdrift this week, Cole. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I heard, well, I saw, I, I'm just beginning to try and understand memes. And I saw a meme the other right. day saying, the, the, with, with, a, with an interesting photograph calling it the mudslide rally rather than the snowdrift. Right. I, yeah. I think the forecast, forecast, I've had a wee look at the forecast and they're not, they're not too bad, but it does look as if we're, we're getting some reasonable plus temperatures. So it, it could, be, oh could be a little bit muddy out there. Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah, very exciting. So that is the uh, ARA season opener snowdrift rally in Michigan. David Evans, Colin Clark will be on the ground for dirtfish.com. Um, uh, we're going to have to keep the condensed 48-hour format for Sardinia under wraps until we catch up with you again. We're going to be back with a full preview of Rally Sweden next week. Um, but I think we're going to leave it there, chaps, because we're going to lose David Evans otherwise. 
And I think we've managed to tick the boxes next to the really big list we were given of tasks to cover for this Spin the Rally pod. Does anybody have any other business? I'm completely satisfied with my input. I'm hoping that it it doesn't sound too awful. (laughs) Sounds absolutely fantastic, George, as always. And we're glad that we've been able to mop up the rest of Monty. We will be back, as I say, with a full preview of Sweden. George will be taking a look at the weather, no doubt, going, uh, holding his runes or casting his runes, checking the chicken bones. Throwing the stones (laughs) and the bones. Stones and the bones, and we'll, we'll and and we can't talk about Rally Sweden without talking about the weather. Thank you, David. Thank you, Colin. Thank you, George. Don't forget to keep up to date with everything that's happening in rallying in Dirtfish.com. The website updated hourly when uh, David's in full throttle. He's going off to make some more magic for the website right now. And that's where you should be going to get all of your rally information. We will be back with another podcast. Don't forget to subscribe if you want to get in touch. It's at Dirtfish Rally is where we can help you out with queries and quotes, questions and anything else you want to know. And we will be back. Don't forget to subscribe and we'll just appear in your favourite podcast supplier. But thanks for listening for now.